Hearing instructions via radio sets in their crash helmets, they were guided toward the landing strip, where most were able to glide in standing up. However, this wasn't a do-this-once-and-check-it-off-the-bucket-list day. Instead, they had to do it again. Dinzer had asked each person to make three separate jumps that very day. After they'd landed, they chewed a sponge and waited their turn to go back up. For some, they did all three jumps within the span of a single hour. Why did they have to jump three times? Dinzer was also interested in whether people habituate to the rush of skydiving. Do you get used to it, such that it doesn't trigger the same degree of blast? Analyzing the jumper's saliva samples, Dinzer wasn't surprised to learn that they had a huge rush response to the first jump. But with each subsequent jump, the rush was reduced by about a quarter. By just the third jump, there was still a pronounced rush of stress, but on average, it was now only half the first jump's intensity. It was more akin to the stress you get from driving in slow traffic that's making you late. Apparently, hurtling to the earth in a freefall is something you can get acclimated to rather quickly. Now, there are many people who go skydiving frequently and love it. But if repeated skydiving doesn't reliably trigger a massive surge in natural hormones, then what's the ongoing appeal? Stephen Ling is a scholar who studies edge work, a term borrowed from Hunter S. Thompson's description of anarchic human experiences. During the 1980s, Ling was a jump pilot at a local skydiving center. He contrasted what he learned there from skydivers with what he learned later by studying car racers, downhill skiers, combat soldiers, and business entrepreneurs. Ling eventually concluded that the true high of skydiving and other edge work stems from the way skilled performance brings control to a situation most people would regard as uncontrollable. All of the safety rituals used to minimize the danger in situations of extreme risk, engender this sense of control. But edge workers' fundamental skills are the ability to avoid being paralyzed by fear and the capacity to focus their attention on the actions necessary for survival. The feeling of self-determination they get from conquering the risks is the real payoff. It's not pure thrill they seek, but the ability to control the environment within a thrilling context. Now let's compare parachuting against ballroom dancing. Hunter S. Thompson would never have described ballroom dancing as edge work. There's nothing anarchic about it. It's not an uncontrollable situation. Death is not a potential outcome. About 280 miles northwest of the previous study, this time near Dortmund, Germany, there was another scholar also interested in the psychoendocrine cocktail induced by vigorous experience. Nicholas Rolliter was himself equipped with sponges to chew. In much the same way as in the skydiving study, he also analyzed results of subjects, comparing practice days and rest days to contest days. But his subjects were ballroom dancers, for the most part couples who'd been doing this for years. They were competing in the Nordheim-Westfalen Regional Ballroom Dance Competition. There was no money at stake whatsoever, 
just bragging rights. Dancers had flown in from all over Europe for the fun. Held on a Saturday, the contest stretched for hours and ran continuously, with only minor breaks for the winners of each preliminary heat to be announced. In the modern category, the men wore white tie and tails, with their hair gelled back. The women were attired in silk and sequined ball gowns with stage makeup. When they heard their number called, each couple joined the others on the dance floor, performed a slow waltz for about 90 seconds, then rushed off for a drink of water and waited to be called again. Next was a tango, then a Viennese waltz, a slow foxtrot, and a quick step. During the competition, the couples were referred to only by their number. Their names were not used until the final winners were announced at the end of the day. But this anonymity provided little safety. The sense that any-